Hello everyone and welcome to the 8th episode of Ramblings from Nowhere. As always, I'm your host Jason Hull and joining me this week is the cantankerous Clay Dotson. Clay, what's happening? It's like uh, going to be my new comic book, isn't it? Like Amazing Spider-Man, the cantankerous Clay Dotson. Well, we're back, finally. Uh, We had a little technical glitch last week that hopefully we won't have this week, so we'll see how everything goes. Uh, we now have a lost now episode, though. Exactly, we got a lost episode. I actually have the episode, but it's only me talking, so <laughs> it's just—it's not that good. Like a, it's the Mad Libs episode. We'll just let people uh, record their voices into it, so Sadly. they can act like they're on the podcast with you. Sadly, like we were talking, uh, I thought it was a really good episode too. We had a good time, so it's pretty uh, unfortunate, but that's all right because we're back. It happens. And uh, I'm looking forward to this episode finally because I've been jonesing to talk because it seems like we haven't since we didn't get our episode out. So anyway, mm. Clay, what's happening this week? How's our X Men well, this week? Actually, well, two weeks ago X Men was really good. You know, went and picked up my comics last week since then we got to hear what happened. I ended up picking up a trade of a hardcore trade of uh, well hardcore <laughs> hardback. <laughs> Uh, trade of the Immortal Hulk, and I finally read all ten issues of it. It is delightful, and I can't wait for you to read it. I will definitely lend it to you. Um, House of X 6 ended last week uh, on a very positive note for the mutants. It was nice to read for once. Um, today, Powers of X number 6 came out, thus ending the uh, weird miniseries between the two books. And now the relaunch of X-Men and all these other titles uh, are going to go down next week. Uh, House or Season Powers of X, though, so good. It's so well written. The art is so beautiful. And there's all kinds of infographics and stuff. It's really cool. So um, I'm also back in the Dart League. So my Dart team won last night. We won 10 to 8. And uh, not with any help from yours truly. So uh, other than that, everything's been good, man. You know, uh, I know we were going to talk about last week. Are we, are we still going to talk about some of the stuff we were going to talk about last week? Besides, yeah. I mean, besides the... Okay. Well, yeah. I'll just be quiet. Other than that, man. Everything's good. So, uh, how was your uh, last week and your well, your lost week too? Still, uh, still trying to uh, recover from that lost week. It's been tough, but uh, it wasn't too bad. Uh, let's see what did, what did I do? I finished finally finished watching uh, Sword Art Online, the two seasons of it. That's on Netflix. Um, it's really good. Uh, highly recommended. I enjoyed it. Uh, Second season, uh, about halfway through, makes a big change, and uh, I don't think I liked the second half as much, but it's still good. Um, I have not dove into Gun Gale online yet. I had to take a break from uh, from the SAO universe. I had about burned myself out just from watching so much of it. Uh, so I'm trying to find something else to fill in that anime void in my life because I'm starting to fall back down in that hole. Um, I did watch a couple episodes of uh, Sword Art Online whenever. Um, I actually did enjoy it. I can't wait to watch the rest of them. I think I'm about three episodes in. There's also a movie that I haven't watched yet, so I'm going to try to track that down. It's not streaming anywhere for free, so I don't know yet. We'll see how it goes. Have Uh, you finally watched The Righteous Gemstones? Still have not. Uh, I I went down a deep, dark hole that I told myself I wasn't going to go back down into, and um, 
I started watching wrestling again last week. Okay. So, but not WWE. I've, uh, I had to check out the premiere episode of uh, AEW Dynamite on TNT. Uh, it's Cody Rhodes' new promotion. It's Cody and the Young Bucks and Kenny Omega and uh, some other people. Uh, I'm kind of digging it. It's a different vibe. I'm not going to go too deep into wrestling right now because I'm sure that's not what everybody wants to hear. But uh, uh, the next episode actually comes on tonight, so I'm pretty excited to see where they're going. I'm liking a, a, a different tape than the WWE. Oh, that's why you want to record it early, huh? So you want your new wrestling show. Uh, no, actually, uh, Claire, the wife, had to go to Cookville with it the daughter, so I figured we could actually record early, because I want to play some Gears 5 before I leave, because I'm going camping from tomorrow until Sunday, so that's my I guess I'll, true reason. I guess I'll play, play Gears tonight, uh, by the way, playing Gears, playing Jack, and you know, we went through those 50 ways and you know, kicked some butt, it's kind of boring to be a support guy. You know, after a while, I just kept having to go back and forth. At least you guys are having fun, like, fighting stuff. I was just sitting there like, okay. Well, we run that one, and then uh, Josh and Brandon and I run one the night before last, and we did uh, we did 50 waves on uh, the third difficulty. I think that's the one that we did when it was uh, us four as well. But, uh, man, I had we had a great team. Which is so weird weird to find when you're playing Gears because you know how it is. Anytime you play Horde, it's always drop in, drop out. You might make mm-hmm. it you might make it ten waves before somebody decides that they need to drop out or they just drop for whatever reason. But we had five dudes that stayed for a full fifty rounds and everybody helped each other. It was it was nice because you don't see it that much. Because man, them AI players are just dumb. They're useless. Mm-hmm. Have you thought? Uh, I guess we need to talk about. We need to start hosting our own matches because uh, we can play all twelve maps that way. Of course, there are a lot of more Gears Four, but I was just kind of curious how many of the Gears Four maps you guys actually play. So. I haven't played any. I mean, on this round on Gears Five, but you know, um, I yeah, because I'm really getting tired. I like District and I like uh, the Ice one. I can't remember the name of it now. Uh, and then the one that we beat the other night. I like all the maps, actually, but it's just boring because it seems like every night we match it, match up into the same, like, district. I played district for three nights straight, I think it was. So, Gross. You know. Yeah, you don't have to. I mean, you can do your own, and people can join from the lobby yeah. browser. Yeah. So, so uh, there was that. Um, I, I finally sat down and watched the new Halloween, which uh, I enjoyed quite a bit. Nice. And uh, I watched another one, but I'm going to save it for my recommendation. And, yes, I did go watch uh, The Joker. Uh, somebody else was supposed to watch it with me, but they ditched me. I didn't so, feel good. My bad. But, um, I'm going to touch on it here in a little bit. Uh, I'm not going to talk about it just quite yet because we got some news surrounding it, so I'm going to go ahead and hold off to talk about it till the end. Um, other than that, that's about it. I got a new, got a new book I'm uh, about to dive into. Uh, from Felicia Day. I haven't got it right here in front of me, so I can't tell you the name of it. But uh, it's, uh, I think I'm going to like it quite a bit. Uh, but that's about it. Looking forward to getting these X-Men issues tonight. Uh, my loving wife was kind enough to pick them up for me, so they're in route whenever they get done shopping, whenever that 
not be, so it could be midnight before I get them at that. So, <laughs> but uh, yeah, that's it for me. Uh, got confirmation. I don't know if I brought it up. We got confirmation that uh, we will be able to go to Disney World in November. Uh, the doctor said it'd be fine for my wife to go with twins. So we're pretty excited about that. Until uh, I saw that the Skyliners broke down for three hours the other night. Uh, that kind of worried me a little bit. <laughs> what? <laughs> they put up uh, at some of the resorts, uh, Pop Century, the Riviera, Art of Animation, and it seems like there's another one I can't think of. But they have uh, Skyliners, uh, gon- the gondolas that uh, that can carry you from each one of those to either Epcot or Hollywood Studios. And so you don't have to worry. you can do that instead of saying riding a bus or whatever. Right. Your place. So, and they just opened. Uh, I think they've been open for a little over a week, and they had some issue happen the other night, and people were stuck on them for three hours. Uh, what? Yeah. No. But luckily, Ugh. no injuries or anything like that. I mean, it would it would suck to be stuck there for three hours. But I mean, I could think of worse situations especially, to be in. So, especially if there were zombies. So, yeah, you know, zombies. Ugh. That would, you know, that would be kind of a fun place to just kind of hold up against zombies. You know, Disney World. I don't know why no one's made a movie like that about a theme park. Or have they? Give it time. I don't think so. I can't think of one. I'm sure somebody will let us know. Glenn, let us know. Email us, Glenn. Yeah. Yeah. Josh, you can email us too if you want. But, you know, (laughs) we can't. Yeah, whatever. We don't really care, though. What? (laughs) Actually, apparently, there's a big email war going on. Josh is determined to take over, so we'll get to that in a little bit, too. I think but, I started this by accident, didn't I? That's but, exactly what happened. Uh, well, I like having emails. So. But other than that, uh, I think that's it for me this week, really. It's been kind of getting ready to go camping and uh, getting the house ready for babies. Multiple, it still blows my mind when I have to say babies instead of just a baby. No. Jason, babies, dreams come true. And on that note, let's roll into news. <laughs> news. <laughs> so, uh, we're going to cover a few things that we talked about on the uh, infamous Lost episode, just because uh, I wanted to talk about them. Uh, first up is Spider-Man is officially back in the MCU. Following a Sony Disney announcement. Now, this has been a couple weeks removed, but I just want to touch on a little bit because I'm excited that they were able to work it out and get this deal done. It's two movies. I think this IGN article says one, but uh, it's one more Spider-Man and then something else, which we can both pretty much assume will probably be a uh, Avengers movie or something of that nature. Mm-hmm. So, what do you think? You excited? I, you knew it was going to happen. I think it's yeah. great that, uh, what's his name, Spider-Man himself uh, Tom actually Hall. reached out. Yeah, reached out to Disney, smoothed things over. I mean, he really is the hero we do not deserve. I mean, yeah, I think it's great. I also was kind of afraid that, you know, if, if Spider-Man went back to Sony, that Marvel would do what they did the X-Men and Fantastic Four. And just phase uh, them out. Comic book-wise, Yeah. That was sad. Mm-hmm. And now, I mean, now, of course, X-Men and Fantastic Four are back. Um, you know, now you're going to see some pretty good comic books, especially X-Men right now. It's, 
And I just that was my biggest fear because would they do that? I mean, to their most popular superhero, I guess you could say, yeah, he is their most popular superhero. I think so, at least in the MCU. Um, he's really took that uh, Robert Downey Jr. place, I think, and uh, run with it. Yeah. Um, says that the uh, next Spider-Man movie will be July 16th of 2021. That's good. Uh, I I would have been really sad if they couldn't have finished off uh, that trilogy because it ended on such a cliffhanger. I mean, I know they would have worked their way out of it somehow or another, but um, it just... it. I would have hated not to see closure. Plus, I couldn't have seen uh, J.K. Simmons as J. Jonah Jameson again. Again, yes, so good. That could have been my the highlight of that movie for me. The more I think about it, it was him popping up because I had no clue that he was going to be there. So, and plus, Spider Man is the cornerstone. I mean, he is the Marvel universe. Yeah. Um, and I'd say then, you know, popularity wise, then X Men. Now, I guess that's kind of switch obviously with the Avengers. I think it's the Avengers uh, now. Yeah. But um, now I'm no longer interested in the Avengers comic book. I don't know what's wrong with me, but it's just not. Yeah. Well, I don't know. I mean, it's just nice. I think uh, we're. I think it's nice having good X Men again because it's been so long since I've read X Men comic books, and now you're getting to see them. You know, be the X Men that I grew up with. Maybe not. Actually, but you know what I'm saying, popularity, at least to me. And it's amazing, and this is kind of a spoiler alert, I mean, kind of buzz ahead a couple seconds, whatever. But now they've pretty much brought everyone back. Everyone has been brought back in the X-Men. And it's very interesting, of course, how they've done it. Um, I know a lot of people, when I read on Reddit or something like that, are kind of mixed feelings about it. Um, Of course, I think that's... That'll change, of course. I think what Hickman does, and you know, this is any kind of comic he writes, he'll take, you know, like for example, the Fantastic Four, or Secret Wars, the uh, Secret War with uh, you know the entire Marvel universe, and he has these toys to play with, and he'll do his own thing with them, and he'll rot them and whatever, and then he'll make sure he puts when he's towards the end of his run, he puts all his toys all neat and clean back for the for the next rider, you know. And that'll probably be what happens with X-Men. But right now, his run is just so good. I mean, 12 weeks in of this, I've just been enjoying it, man. So, just good. To, like I said, it's good to see them. Because remember back in the day, you know, number one and number two usually in top comic books sold each month was X-Men or Uncanny X-Men. Mm-hmm. It's flip-flop, just depending oh. on the issue. Uh, and if Chuck Austin was writing it. Ugh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't know, but I think we're going to have to start a, another podcast and just uh, talk about X-Men. Oh, dude, we'll do like, uh, we'll yeah. do profiles of characters and go through their whole history. We'll off into X-Men land a whole bunch. Uh, throwing us back on subject, just real, real quick on this one. I mean, I could talk X-Men all day, but I'm sure everybody else gets tired of listening to it. So, uh, Here's some of the specifics of the deal. Uh, Marvel and Disney were reportedly received receive about 25% of the profits with Disney still retaining its merchandising rights and putting up approximately a quarter of financing. Uh, what was the deal beforehand that they agreed on? No, Wasn't it like very less than I think like same. 20%? This is the same. This oh, is the is same okay. deal that they had set up before. Um, it says that previously they were wanting to do a 50-50 split. 
and that's where the breakdown occurred at. You know, I mean, you're only getting 25% off of a $1 billion movie, so, I mean, I, that's, yeah. you know, chump change. Who would want that? I don't blame them for not wanting to do it, but... Hey, man, if I was in a movie, I'd be like, listen, give me less money, but let me have a percentage of, like, the merchandising. Well, you no, know, like... Like it says, they... they Give me that yeah. George Lucas money. Give me that George they Lucas money, baby. Right. So, I mean, you know, they're making plenty of money. I mean, it's Disney. They're making plenty of money in the first place. So, it's all good. So, oh, yeah. But anyway, uh, sticking with the uh, MCU, uh, this one kind of uh, broke. I don't, know, I don't want to say broke, but this whole thing blew up over the week and it's uh, Martin Scorsese uh, calling Marvel movies not cinema uh, this comes from Hollywood Reporter uh, have you heard about this and all the blow up that, not blow up I'm, I'm, let's not call it that but, uh, people coming to the defense of Marvel uh, specifically James Gunn put a really big uh, tweet out there about it since you're in social media exile I'm assuming you hadn't Saw the tweets. I'm just going to assume. I saw them uh, on websites, you know, where they've kind of had them just uh, screenshot or whatever. I don't, you know, Martin Scorsese is a really good director. I like his movies. I mean, the man can say what he wants to say, you know. It's fine. I think Jennifer Aniston said the same thing, too. I'm like, Jennifer Aniston, your movie career has not been so great. Go back to Friends, please. Thank you. Oh, that'd be but, great. Uh, that'd be awesome. I don't know, man. Jennifer Aniston. Friends what, bring, Oh yes Bring back Friends yes. No I, I just no. started the ninth season Again And the angel opened up the third seal And Friends resumed Yeah it's great That's the end of times Awesome Hells yeah Can't wait um, But yeah I have no issue with that man I mean I, 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 There will be fatigue Superhero fatigue I mean it, I think it's bound to happen I mean I mean the thing is Marvel's I mean they still oh. the, Man, they're man, they're they're digging deep in the well, and there's so many more characters. Well, the only do. thing that kind of yeah. uh, irks me is uh, he says, "I don't see them. I tried, you know, but that's not cinema. Honestly, the closest I can think of them, as well made as they are, with actors doing the best they can under the circumstances, is theme parks. It isn't cinema of human beings trying to convey emotional, physical experience or psychological experiences to another human being." And I have to call bull on that because, man, I, Avengers Endgame, I, I cried five times during that movie that I can think of right off the top of my hand. Either tears of joy or sadness. Either one. It doesn't matter. I mean, I, that's the strongest I felt about a movie all year, I believe. I can't, and it may be Toy Story 2 because there's some sad stuff in that too. But, like, I don't know. I just have a hard time with him saying that borderline to manic depressive Jesus Toy Story man you know I'm just saying I mean I understand and I'm not holding against him because I love his movies uh, he's one of my favorite directors so you know I understand each person has their own opinion which is fine I mean nobody likes my opinions well there's some directors that don't think putting your movie starting out on Netflix is right. cinema either right you know but I mean Scorsese's film is on Netflix I don't know. I mean, there are some movies, I think, that should be watched in a movie theater. And there's some movies, obviously, that were made for that as well. But, um, um, but yeah, I mean, it's just whatever. I mean, people are going to think what they're going to think. Scorsese is just being an old man, get off my lawn type deal. So, 
Yeah. So, what? Hey, what Marvel movie would you want Scorsese to direct? Uh, maybe uh, it would be. Um, hey, we'll just count to three and we'll say it at the same time. Okay. One, two, three. Punisher. There it is. Okay. Ah, well, that's what I was getting at. I think we're in the same uh, same playground there because that's all uh, Hell's Kitchen, New York, you know, Daredevil, those street level, you know, kind of like the Netflix stuff, really. Yeah. But how are you not going to say that at the count of three? How are you going to leave me out there hanging? What's wrong with you? Well, I just want to hear what you said. Sorry, man. <laughs> so I could secretly judge you and make fun of you. <laughs> but, you know, I mean, I don't know if he'd be a good fit. You know, not everybody's a fit for these types of movies, which I understand, but I just don't. It's just, I have a hard time with that one quote just because, you know, I mean, that's some of the uh, most powerful emotions I've felt at a theater this year, like I said. So, but again, I mean, I'm not going to knock him. Were they because of the movie, or were they because of the characters you grew well, up reading? I mean, we followed those characters. Yeah, we followed them longer than that. But in the MCU for 10 years, you know, and it's just really powerful. Like at the beginning when Hawkeye, the, the Hawkeye opening segment, you know, as soon as you, as soon as soon it starts, you know what's going to go on. And for me to have a daughter, I don't know, it just it, it hit that vein, and it was just, it was rough. I mean, you know what I'm yeah. saying. Uh, so, and then you know, of course, there's the Tony Stark stuff at the end. But I mean, I had absolute tears of joy every time I've watched it. I've I've welled up uh, when Captain America picks up Thor's hammer because you know we've waited all this time. And then when Cap says Avengers Assemble, it's probably one of the goosebumpiest tears of joy Woo, moments you know, and that I can remember in a theater. I mean, I just got goosebumps now thinking about it, honestly. So, but, you know, again, I just want to touch on it. I mean, it's not like, like I said, I'm not knocking him. Everybody has their own opinions, and I will still watch uh, The Irishman when it comes out on Netflix and enjoy it, I'm sure. But, you know, uh, I just I just took a little, took, took a little offense to that one quote. But, again, that's all right. So, uh Anything else on that one, Clay, you want to add? I think we covered it pretty good. No, I think so we did. Moving on, uh, speaking of Netflix, I am excited. This broke last week, but I wanted to bring it up again because I love Stranger Things, and they have renewed for season four, plus the creators have inked a nine-figure Netflix deal. Um, I cannot wait. I know you weren't as big on season three as I was. But this is uh, great news. And if you didn't see it coming, there's something wrong because, you know, why in the world? Well, I don't know. The way Netflix cancels shows anymore, left and right, uh, it wouldn't be that big of a shock, I don't think. But I'm pretty excited. What about you? 
Uh, if they can come up with a new monster slash villain, I'll be all right. It's not only complaint. Like, three straight seasons with pretty much the same, it's the same old stuff. And just give me some, something different. And then just loosen up on the 80s references. Like, what I liked about Stranger Things, it reminds me of a, as, as a kid watching something like this on TV. Like the old Amblin uh, produced movies, whether it was Fly the Navigator, it was just most of those little, they were kind of dark movies, you know, for children. Goonies. Um, no, Steven but Spielberg. yeah. It's Steven Spielberg in yeah. the 80s. Amblin yeah. Entertainment, there we go, yeah. So, yeah. But uh, other than that, yeah, just give me something different, villain, please, for the love of God, not the same old stuff. Like, that's just, it just get, that's stuff that's yeah, don't think to me. I don't other think you're going to see. All right, <laughs> excuse me. I don't think you're going to see anything different when it comes to villains. Uh, well, I guess the Russians, maybe. So, but, I mean... Oh, I, well, I mean, give me something different than a Demogorgon no, or the Monslayer, no. whatever it is. Like, there's got to be a bigger baddie, like, set something up. I don't up know. For the well, I mean, God, you've already just... seen a Demogorgon in the closing uh, little tease there at the end of the season, so... But, All right. Uh, I don't know, I mean... I think hopefully they're done with the mind flare. I would like to see something other than that. I'll give you that because we've had. Oh, it's the mind flare. Sorry, I said mind flare. I like you know slayer. It's all good. (laughs) (laughs) But uh, I'm excited about that, and I'm excited to see what else these guys are going to do for Netflix, other than just Stranger Things, because I like what they've done so far, and I can't wait to see. Where they go, something different. I'd like to see something different. Uh, they can keep on with the '80s vibe that they've got because I mean that's just you know nostalgia for me. So I love it. But uh, other than that, I'm excited. So we'll see. Uh, who knows when that next season will come out? I mean, it took forever for three to come out. So I don't know. I'm expecting a year and a half to two years probably. Uh, we've got Westworld to look forward this to this year. Uh, next year. Man. I hate waiting for Westworld. So terrible the way they make us wait for these great shows. I guess I. Oh, uh, yeah. But that also backfires a la Game of Thrones. We'll, we'll table that for another day. So. Yeah. But uh, moving on, uh, let's see. Next up, New York Comic Con was this weekend. I didn't even realize it was happening. You remember when Comic-Con's, like, news was just dropping left and right? I did not see very much news out of New York this year. I think the internet really kind of just really ruined the breaking of news at Comic-Cons. Uh, let's see. Watchmen series premiere. I just saw this. Is, uh, the tw- is on the 20th. Oh. And uh, Damien Lindoff is talking like it's going to be yep. one season and done. Which is interesting, which I'm fine with. I mean, as long as it's a good season, I'm all for it. So, cannot wait. We'll see. Jeremy Irons. Can't wait. Can't wait. But that's not what I'm here to talk about. I'm here to talk about the release of the Snyder Cut and how fans bought Times Square billboard billboards during uh, New York Comic Con to get this thing released. Uh, I just wanted to uh, shoot that idea down because it's ridiculous. Um, why? Why? Wow, wow. I mean, I would like to talk to somebody that could uh, defend those uh, 
three movies for to me. Uh, Pretty much comes down to like you you can put lipstick on a pig. It's, it's still a pig. Garbage and. Um, that's all I really. I mean, I've said it before. I mean, why would you waste your money to put a, a billboard in Times Square to release that piece of junk? Uh, it's, it's the same people that always like root for their films to do like number one at the box office. Like, what, what does it even matter? I just, I, I, it's pretty dumb. I, mean, I don't understand. Uh, something that like, I don't know. I just want to throw that out there because I thought it was ridiculous uh, that you'd waste money to see that piece of garbage. Um, I'd, mm-hmm. I'd really like to see it, though, and they'd be like, hey, that was pretty good. <laughs> I would I, That would blow my mind. But that'll never happen. No, I don't think Warner Brothers will ever release it. I mean, why would you? They've moved on from Snyder and all that, so which we talked about before. So I, I'm ready. I'm looking forward to this whole... I don't know if you call it a soft reboot or what of the DC EU. I think is how they say it. Yeah, DC Extended Universe. Uh, I'm kind of looking forward to it, except for I hate that they got rid of Henry Cavill as Superman. But I can't wait for the Clay Dotson Extended Universe to come out. My shows all be on Netflix and stuff. It's it's a sword tale. I've been there for part of it. Well, for a lot of it. It's. Uh, <laughs> it, oh man, it'll be, it'll be it, ridiculous. It involves uh, movie theaters and going to gas station gas next stations. to the movie theater yeah, and talking yeah. to the woman that I thought you graduated yeah. with, but she was actually not eight years old and never took a yeah. shower. It, gashes in yeah. gashes in that the forehead. One. Trips to the emergency room. Oh, I yeah. do you remember that. Yeah. Yeah. Lots of it's lots of sword tales that we can't really talk about here. Unfortunately, we may yeah. have to. Do, we'll, yeah. <laughs> we just need to do that bonus episode about the theater because that was a, a lot of uh, a lot of nonsense. Oh, remind me when we get off the podcast to just ask me about Todd's wedding. <laughs> I'll, uh, I'll remind me what I got to tell you. All right. So. All right. Well, moving on. Uh, last little bit of news. Um, I'm sure everybody knows by now. Uh, box office numbers for last weekend. Uh, Joker absolutely killed it. It uh, set a record with 96 million in the U.S. and 248 globally. Um, this is where I was going to talk about the Joker a little bit. I'm not going to go into deep details on it. Um, it's not obviously it's not your typical comic book movie. Um, I said it from the first trailer. It it feels like a Martin Scorsese film to me, like a out of the 70s a taxi driver or something like that and you can tell that Todd Phillips uh, was influenced by those movies uh, I like it is it the best comic book movie ever made? No uh, I don't even know if it honestly would be in my top 10, it's uber dark and uh, I actually felt a little dirty watching it at times it just makes you feel bad uh, that being said I can't recommend it enough it's completely different from any any other comic book movie at least that I can think of off the top of my head uh, Joaquin Phoenix does a great job uh, there's there is some call call outs to Batman in it uh, not many 
I will. Mm-hmm. Thomas Wayne is a major character in the, not a major, but he's a pretty big player in the movie. Uh, you get you get a nice uh, moment with Bruce Wayne in there. Uh, but this is a movie about the Joker and how he came to be the Joker, at least this version. Um, I hope that they don't make a sequel and that they just leave this as a standalone and let it be its own thing. Um, I think the neatest thing for me, you knew you were in for something different. Uh, so you know how it is with a Marvel movie or a DC movie. They got that opening scroll crawl that has you know all the Marvel characters or all the DC characters. You know what I'm talking about. Uh, this one has none yeah. of that. Uh, the only thing you see is the old 70s uh, Warner Brothers logo. And then you go from there. Uh, and you know, that's when you know this is not going to be a standard uh, comic book movie. Um, but anyway, I, I really dug that because it just really sets it apart from anything else. Um, like I said, I, I'm not going to go deep into it. I, I, if I was... Rating it, I give it probably four out of five. Um, there's some, like I said, there's some stuff in there that is just kind of, uh, kind of rough. But uh, it's neat uh, how he finally becomes the Joker. You, you, you watch it over the whole movie, and you can just see him slowly starting to fall into that character, and it's, uh, it's really good. Can't recommend it enough. So, so uh, I was on Snapchat and my friend was going to the movie with his daughter uh, on the story, and it just had a picture of him saying "movie date." And in the background was the poster for the Joker. And I'm like, hmm. My friend's kid is like yeah. six years old. And I was like, surely he's not taking her to go see the Joker. Well, I talked to him last night at darts. I was like, hey, did you take your daughter to go see the Joker? And he looked at me and he said, yes. And I was like, so did you have to have one of those conversations where you kind of just kind of talk about what happened in the movie a little bit and just kind of, hey, just talk your feelings through? And he's like, yeah, my kid's smart. And, yeah, I didn't think it was going to be that dark. I was like, dude, it was rated R. How are you going to take her to that movie? And so, yeah, we laughed um, about it. But, yeah, I'm pretty sure she is going to kill someone yeah, soon. It's, so. it's definitely not for kids. Um, I couldn't imagine taking my daughter to see it. Uh, uh, and, again, I I try to, as I've gotten older, uh, kind of censor. I don't like to say censor, but I try to watch what she is watching because I can tell. I mean, you can tell when they're, you know, when they're into something and all that, and I just hate for that to happen. I, I try not to let her watch any anything of that nature anymore. I mean, I'll let her watch, uh, we watch Captain Marvel together, which is, yes, it's PG-13, but, I mean, she, she loves to fly around the house the entire time it's on, so, you know, but uh, it's not for kids. Um, I will say this real quick on it. Um, I'm not going to touch on all the controversies around it, from the violence to the Gary Glitter thing. Did you hear about that? Mm. Uh, there's, a, the, there's a big scene in it, and Gary Glitter's Rock and Roll Part 2 is playing in the background. And, of course, he has been convicted of being a pedophile and is serving time as we speak. And so people are up oh, wow. because they use that song. I'm not going to comment on it, but... 
you got that going on. But anyway, it's a sign of the times, and I didn't notice it, but when the lights come up at the end of the movie, uh, there was a uh, policeman down at the bottom of the theater watching everybody. So, yeah. Really? Which is sad. Not because it's yeah. sad. When I say that, I mean, I understand why they do it. It's sad that we live in a time, and the times we live in, that you have to have a security or police officer in the theater for a movie. You know what I'm saying? Because movies for me mm-hmm. are an escape, and it's where I go to just kind of get away from everything for two hours. Anymore, it's three hours because movies are so long. But anyway. Anyway, I just found that interesting. Uh, you know, I don't think in all our years at the theater or since that I've ever, that there's ever been armed security slash police officers in the theater during a show. Yeah, we did. Like during Passion, Passion of the Christ, we had to have security. Did we? I can't remember. People, people trying to turn water oh, into wine and stuff, you know. It's crazy. What? <laughs> <laughs> That's another one for the... Sir, sir, stop trying to turn the water into wine, okay? You're going to have to leave. Okay, first of all, you're bringing down the outside food and drink. You can't have that wine. Bye-bye. Sorry. Sorry. (laughs) No, not at all. But just everybody's used to it now. It's all good. So uh, that's it for News Clay. We uh, made it through another week. Uh, Anything else? Oh, you know what I wanted to touch on just real quick? Two things, because we haven't talked any video games hardly. Did you see, first of all, where uh, Call of Duty Mobile had over 100 million downloads in its first week? What? Yes. Yeah. So, I just found that amazing. Sorry, my dog, by the way. I don't know. Beans is excited for some reason. He's over here trying to play with Shelby. And he just yips and yips. Sorry about that. Yeah, I don't think it'll ever download. I, I don't really thought about it. I, I thought about trying it just because, uh, I mean, 100 million people downloaded I want to see what it was like. But then I was like, no, I don't like Call of Duty enough to do that. And then uh, the other little tidbit is uh, Destiny Shadowkeep, Destiny 2 Shadowkeep come out. Was it today it dropped? No, it was Tuesday. Um, did you yeah, try it was last it? week. No, Did you not completely at all. jump off that uh, Destiny bandwagon? Okay. Oh, I yeah. wasn't sure. We hadn't talked about it in a while. Uh, I never. I played a good amount of it, but I've not got any DLCs. Yeah. Well, honestly, I never. It's. A... I guess it's a good thing though that uh, Bungie got away from Activision. Yeah, it sounds like they're writing the ship a little <laughs> so. bit. But I never was a. I, I finished the first Destiny and never did touch the second one. Just didn't have a feel need to. Uh, it is free to play on PC uh, if they ever bring it make it free to play on the consoles I might sit down sit I think it is no I don't I don't think it's, it is yet I think it's free to play on yeah there's certain stuff that you can just download and play but a lot of other stuff is locked up so so anyway I I, I saw both those and I just found them interesting especially uh, Call of Duty Mobile getting 100 million downloads in a week that's just crazy so uh, anyway Moving on from there, uh, it's time to get into the main event for this week, and we had talked about uh, reviewing a or not just talking about a movie each week, and then 
Clay had a better suggestion. He said, let's just talk about like slasher movies. So this week we're going to talk about some slasher flicks that we like, and then again. 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 <laughs> but then next week we're going to, uh, we'll talk about a different one, and we're going to use our weekly recommendations uh, during the Halloween season to uh, throw out some scary movies that we both like. Uh, Clay's isn't that good this week, but um, we'll talk about that in a few. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, uh, so we're going to talk some slasher movies, and Clay, I pulled up a, I sent you a list, uh, 50 best slasher movies yep. of all time. It's from Paste.com. Um, what are some of your favorites, first of all? I, my favorites are like the Halloween series and old zombie movies. Yeah, zombie movies are um, slasher flicks. Oh, well, I didn't know if you just wanted my no, all-time no, no, stuff. No. Sorry, but no, slasher yeah. flick-wise, you know, uh, of course, Halloween. I like the Friday 13th. I do not like, not, or excuse me, uh, Nightmare on Elm mm-hmm. Street. Never was a big Freddy fan. Um, sleepaway, sleepaway Camp? Oh, yeah. Good stuff, man. Yeah. I mean, that's usually the kind of sl- slasher films I like. Yeah, I'm right there with you. I do like um, Nightmare on Elm Street, uh, the first three especially. Uh, you liked three, didn't you? Didn't you like Nightmare on Elm Street, Nightmare on Elm Street 3, The Dream Warriors? Yeah, uh, The Dream Warriors. That's the only one I probably didn't like. Bing, <clears throat> Plus, it had a uh, killer Dawkins soundtrack. So 80s. <laughs> um, you know, I'm going down through here. Um, we had Halloween 4 at number 47. Um, Silent Night, Deadly Night. I remember seeing the box for it at the movie or at the video store, but I don't know if I ever watched it. This is part two that's at number 50. Part one had <clears throat> it showed a chimney and Santa Claus going down and holding an axe. So. Um, I, I might have seen it and just don't remember. It's been so long. Uh, some I love the old covers of VHS movies. Thing. I mean, they're so cool, especially compared yeah. to the stuff you get today for the most part. Uh, Halloween 4, 47, like I said. Uh, that's I, I need to go back and watch it, but I remember loving that as a kid. Um, that was such, that and 5, 4 and 5, because 6, six was so terrible. Him chasing yeah. after his niece yeah. or whatever. You got Town That Dreaded Sundown. Uh, I watched it, but it's been so long ago that I can't remember it. Um, I always liked Friday the 13th. Four would probably be my favorite. I think I've said that before. But that whole four and six are probably my two favorites out of that whole bunch. Although, uh, number eight, yeah. Uh, Jason Takes Manhattan is so ridiculous that uh, it's a good laugh. Didn't they waste a lot of their money on that, like on just like one particular like Probably set? The, uh, New York set. The New York yeah. set, yeah. That's pretty funny to me. Uh, so just remind me about Jason, though. Like in the first movie, it's his mom. In the second okay. one, the first it's... one is his mom. The second one is Jason himself, but he has the. Um, the like uh, corn sack over his head with uh, one eye hole cut out, and then in in third it's it's okay, it's the one like at the end of it, um, 
they end up at his uh, place and they find his mom has kept his he- her head like in a shrine type of deal, if I remember right. Uh, three is the one where he gets his hockey mask, finally. Uh, neat little tidbit, it actually was in 3D when it was first released in the theaters. And then four is um, Tommy Jarvis. Uh, that's Corey Feldman playing Tommy Jarvis. Mm-hmm. And that's where they, quote unquote, kill Jason. And then five is the like really weird offshoot where it was a copycat killer. And six is where Tommy comes back as a grown kid, grown man and uh, resurrects Jason. And that's when it gets really crazy because there's some really good kills on that one. Uh, lots of like almost slapstick type of slasher stuff. You know what I'm saying? Where it kind of got, got silly oh, kills yeah. and stuff. Uh, I think that's the one, like, the kids are all staying at a house, and there's two twins or something like that, and he's outside, and he throws a spear and spears them both to the house. You know, it's that kind of thing. If I remember right, I could be wrong. <laughs> but if I'm thinking right, that's the one. And then Seven is the one with the uh, girl that has psychic powers, and her and Jason have a killer fight at the end, her using her psychic powers, and, of course, him being unstoppable at this point. And then Eight is... Uh, goes to hell, or I mean, not goes to hell. I'm sorry. Uh, takes Manhattan, and then takes Manhattan. is uh, Jason goes to hell. If I'm thinking, yeah, Jason goes to hell, which I haven't seen forever. I just remember watching that at the theater, and the end of it where Freddy, uh, his hand comes up with the claws and pulls Jason's mask down into the ground, trying to set up the whole Freddy versus Jason. And then there was. Uh, Jason X, which is just absolute nonsense. Oh my god. So then, funny. Uh, there was Freddy vs. Jason, which I haven't seen in a long time. I think we watched it at the theater, actually. And then, lastly, was the uh, Friday 13th remake from a few years ago. So That was not I'm good at all. Full of useless knowledge on that, my goodness. Uh, at 36 on this list, we've got Halloween 2. Um, I so like good. Halloween too. And not a lot of people like it. I like it. It yeah. just picks it right at the, you know, the beginning or at the end of the first movie. Well, it's mm-hmm. set in that hospital. And that hospital's yeah. creepy. God, I need to go back man. and watch it. It's been a long time since I've watched Halloween too. I, I'm with you. I always liked. I don't know. I guess that's. Uh, go ahead. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. I was gonna say. I mean, if it's the Halloween movies, it feels like it's a, a, okay. At first, it feels like it's grounded in reality. Yeah. You're just sitting in a small town versus all the craziness that was going on Friday the Thirteenth. Uh, I mean, you still have your like tropes, you know, on you know people having premarital sex, stuff like that, yada yada. But um, yeah, it's so good. And of course, everyone hates the third one because it has nothing to do with Halloween or with Michael Myers. It's when they try to do the analogy series, whatever, and Season of the Witch yeah. is what it's called. And I love it. Like I think it's so campy horror. I mean, it's it it really takes a left turn. You wouldn't think at the beginning of the movie what was going to go down towards the end of the movie yeah, at then, all. But then you veer back into pure slasher with four, and this is where he really starts to become unstoppable as well. Um, but it's, I think it wasn't until six, though, or something on the four six or five. Yeah, is, six is when yeah. he started getting more supernatural. They referred to him as the yeah. shape. Um, 
Well, I don't think they really did refer to him. I can't remember, didn't they? It's been so long. But, like, six is the one where it goes, like, completely off the rails to me. You know what I'm saying? Um, and then, let's see, was H. And Donald Pleasance, by the way, as Dr. Yeah. Loomis, whatever. I, God, he didn't. He definitely did a great job. He didn't. I mean, he did not phone that in at all. It was just so over the top. I loved it. Um, yeah. Michael, he Michael's gonna kill again. I tell you, there was a. Um, <laughs> I was watching that new one actually today, and man, there was some intense uh, kills in that one, like. Uh, when he goes up on the, it sneaks up in the girl's house, and they're towards the beginning when he first got his mask back. And anyway, like she had been warned on the phone, and she goes and looks out her window. He comes up behind her and <laughs> rams her head into the mirror or the glass, and then sticks the knife through her throat. I was like, oh man, yeah. so brutal. He's a force yeah. of nature, man. I mean, really. But um, and again, I'm not big. I'm not huge on that Marilyn Elm Street. I guess you may want to talk about that as well. I mean, those are yeah, your big three, I right? So. I mean, that's your most I think so, yeah. But, yeah, with Freddie, I just, whatever. We'll hit them. We'll hit them in just a second. Because uh, I was rolling, <laughs> I was rolling down through here, and at number 33 is um, Child's Play. Were you ever a fan of Child's Play? Chucky. Yeah, I watched a couple of them here and there, but no, I was never, like, this huge fan. Me either. They never did nothing for me. Um, it was just kind of... Whatever, I I watched most of them, but they didn't, you know, they never really did anything. So, uh, thirty two is Friday the Thirteenth Part Two, which we've hit on. Uh, oh, here we go, Clay. Thirty thirty one is Scream Two. I like uh, Scream One and Two. Uh, I like the first Scream. I thought it yeah. did a really good job of you know just putting a nod to all the horror movies of the past yeah. and stuff like that. I, I loved it, and, and just the movie itself was really good. Uh, that also spun off Scary Movie, oh which was the first Scary Movie. The first one was really so good. A lot of people like the second one. Um, I'm not as big on the second one as some people, but man, that first one. Everybody just likes that mashed potatoes <laughs> thing. Uh, let's see, rolling down through here. Uh, Friday the 13th comes in at 28, the first one, which kind of surprised me. The Prowler. Uh, let's see. At 25, oh, uh, never mind. That's Wes Craven's New Nightmare. That was the reboot in 94. Was it really a reboot? Uh, or was it's not, it, a, it's not really, really a reboot. I thought of it as a reboot. Uh, you know, um, it's more of a, uh, well, it's a sequel, but it's the real world Freddy stuff. Yeah. So. You know, <clears throat> I don't know. I just remember watching the first Nightmare on Elm Street. I was over at a friend's house, and I didn't have cable at the time, and they did. And so it was on HBO or Cinemax, something like that. And it was the scene where the couple were in the bed, and uh, they both fell asleep. And then, of course, one of them starts dreaming, and Freddy starts chasing them. And then all of a sudden... Start screaming, and you can see uh, the claw marks on the uh, on their stomach and stuff, and like he's pushing them up on the on the ceiling and all that stuff, and it just was uh, it scared the crap out of me, and uh, I wouldn't watch it for a long time. It, it was like the scariest thing I'd seen, but uh, I can remember like there was another scene where he's walking down an alley and 
his arms, he stretches his arms out, and they go to both ends of the alley, and it's just like so freaky at the time. Uh, but I've always I, I thought he was uh, the Freddy character was funny, uh, well, in the first three. But like four was the dream master, and five was the dream child, and it it just went it went off the rails from there. I haven't watched him a long time, but it just wasn't oh, yeah. good. Uh, but I'll watch th- th- that third one is probably I'm with you it's probably my favorite Freddy movie it's just I don't know there's something about it maybe it's the Dawkins soundtrack like I said I mean if you're if you're rocking with Dawkins you can't go wrong is what they used to say so you know <laughs> it was on like those uh, those glass plates you could win at the fair rocking with Dawkins I can still remember it so anyway wow that is uh, well, something else Dawkin. so Moving on from there, uh, 24, we had Candyman. I, I always liked it. It wasn't one of my favorites, but uh, it was good. It's Clive Barker, and Clive Barker had some, oh, man. Tony Todd. That brings us to Hellraiser, but I guess Hell, I Hellraiser is not really. Uh, Hellraiser. It's not. Hellraiser it's, is. It's a straight-up yeah, horror movie. I think so. You could almost really, you know. There's nothing slasher about it. It's so. Uh, Hellraiser and Hellraiser 2 um, were my favorites. It's like we get but, it, know, Clive. We get it, Clive Barker. Oh, excuse me. <laughs> Beep that one out. You're edgy. We get it, Clive. We when get you it. Think about it though, they almost go into like a science fiction horror type of deal with uh, after 2 because like you know it goes into space and crap like that. I never watched them. I don't think I've seen the Hellraiser after the second one. So, uh, 22, uh, we talked about Sleepaway Camp. That's a good, it's a good movie. Uh, that's a great movie. Yeah. Such a good movie. That ending is still yeah. something else, man. But that's the beauty about the ending. The ending is very disturbing, but at the well, same time, was, it's well, funny. Because, well, no, I was just going to say, while you were uh, reading that, or saying that, I was reading it, it says, uh, the the guy who wrote this little article up said, I won't spoil anything, but Sleepaway Camp can proudly lay claim to one of the most shocking WTF endings in slasher movie history. <laughs> like that uh, camp counselor. Yeah. Oh, wait, oh, she's a boy. <laughs> it's like, okay, she's a boy. But yeah, the music and the fact that they've taken a girl's head and imposed it on a, I guess it was a younger right. man's body. I'm sure they, we're not going to put a young kid's. But, you know, you can see the, the new lower body half, whatever. Um, but the music and the fact that her face is, like, frozen, doesn't know if she's trying to, like, laugh or if she's trying to scream. <laughs> it's so so disturbing, but funny at the same time. So, uh, Yeah, I need to watch it again. It's been a long time since I watched that movie. Such a such a good campy yeah, movie, that's man. The kind of slasher flicks I like too. You know, eighties ones are really the ones I lean towards a lot. Although, like I was saying, I did like this new Halloween. So, but uh, oh uh, yeah. So, what did you like about it a lot? Or I guess what you like most about it? Excuse me. I think Jamie Lee Curtis, Laurie Stroud, just her being back. I think. Yep. Um, I really dig her character in the movie. Uh. I don't know. It's just good. It's just a, it's a good movie. It's well made, and you know, John Carpenter. You can tell he was involved in it. Yeah, he didn't direct it, but he produced it. And uh, I don't know. It's just I just enjoyed it. I mean, the kills were 
they they were, the kills were the right amount uh right amount of comic and gruesome at the same time. Like I was saying with that one, you know what I mean? Uh, Gosh, man! Like, like another, here's another example. Like at the beginning, you know, there's those two podcast uh, podcasters, and they they're at the gas station. Of course, he finds them. Oh, and, and, <laughs> and then the dude walks in the bathroom, and like he just gets absolutely beat down. His face is like rammed into everything. So, you know. Yeah. Poor girl, too, man. I've been like, sorry, yeah. girl. Yeah, yeah. It was fun. It was fun doing this podcast, but yeah. I'm out. So. I, but I don't know. It was just a well-made movie. Uh, it, 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 I, I do like this trend that people are doing, though, where they're taking like their favorite movies and and, and just forgetting all the crappy yeah. versions of it. And say, well, you know what? We're going to start off from here, like what Terminator yeah. 2 is doing. Uh, excuse me, just Terminator in general. They're going to say, well, we're going to just start from Terminator 2 and go from there. Although I like that. That's fine. If you've got a good story behind it, I do it, wish they sure. left Halloween 2 as canon. You know what I'm saying? Just because I like that movie a lot. Well, that kind of that kind of cements, though, that her being um, Michael's I sister. I don't know yeah, why. I, I know. I know. There, but you know what I'm saying? I mean, I just like that one a lot. So I think, I think those two as a whole are two of my favorites so uh, but 19 is Friday 13th part 4 we talked about I just really like that movie it's really good um, My Bloody Valentine man that's another one that the cover art scared me from ever watching the movie because it's a cult I don't think it's I've ever cult. watched it I, I've honest. seen it uh, it's been a long time ago I can't really speak to it that much but the cover ha- it, the, the killer is a coal miner and he's got the full he's got the hat and like the gas mask and everything and it was just used to freak me out as a kid uh, let's see Funhouse uh, Nightmare on Elm Street 3 made it up to 14 uh, 13 is Friday 13th Part 6 which we've touched on it I need to watch that again that's a really good movie uh, Scream made it up to 12 uh, da, da, da. And here's the top ten: Alice, Sweet Alice, which I don't think I've ever seen. Uh, the Burning, and then Black or Blood and Black Lace at number eight. Uh, Deep Red at number seven. These are all older movies. Oh, here's one we hadn't touched on, Clay. Number six: The Texas Chainsaw Massacre, the original from '74. I don't. I want to say I've seen bits and pieces of. It. I've never watched it all the way through. Which shame on me. Um, I did watch the remake. Yeah. I think we watched yeah. that together, didn't we, at the uh, yeah. old theater? But uh, I need to seek out and watch the original. Um, that movie was another one that. Oh man, it used to freak me out, but I would watch it just because it's so crazy. Uh, it's uh, it's so, just out there. It's it's. Uh, I, you know, I guess you could say four, actually. We hadn't mentioned anything about Leatherface, but I think it would be uh, Michael Myers, Jason Voorhees, Freddy Krueger, and Leatherface. Uh, that movie, if you've never seen the original 74, I suggest go watch it because it's just so good. It's uh, it's disturbing. It really is. It, it may not be as bad now. I'm not saying a long time, but it's... Uh, Dude, and this is something I wish you had tried this. I think it's on the Game Pass. Is Dead by Daylight? Yeah, I saw um, it was on there. There, there is nothing scarier than so. Pretty much the gist of Dead by Daylight. It's a five-player game, but it's four against one, 
and you are trapped in an area and you have four different people and you're trying to work together to power these generators. Usually I think it's five generators. It takes a little bit though to power them up. You work together, power them up, and then it opens up the exits and then you try to open up the exits and then you disappear. At the same time though, you have someone that is a psycho, um, like a psycho killer. Um, they, at first they had made their own like monsters or whatever. Um, and they have like their respective powers and perks and stuff like that. But eventually they got really smart and started adding DLC. And they added the Mike Myers DLC. Oh my god, dude. And you're sitting there and it's quiet. And then all of a sudden you turn and there's Michael Myers. And not even up close. He's far away but he's staring at you because one of his powers is once he stares at you for so long, uh, he pretty much can track you uh, even you know if you're hiding and stuff like that. Uh, but dude, and it plays that music too. That little that piano do-do. Yeah. And they also uh, added uh, Freddy Cougar, which, of course, it starts playing that song, one, two, Freddy's coming for you, whatever, and that, that sucks. <laughs> but it's scary. Like, it's, it's fun and scary, though, these people that are really good at um, playing as these uh, you know, serial killers. And even Leatherface is on there, dude. Um, even the damn character oh, – sorry, sorry, didn't mean to jump that – drop that, too. But um, the character from uh, Saw – Jigsaw. Well, so. Jigsaw. Well, yeah, well, it's the chick oh, okay. instead, though, yeah. not actual yeah. Jigsaw. Um, yeah. We might you need to give it. A, need to get a go. It's it's a fun it's a fun game that me, you, Josh, maybe and Brandon would get, you know have a fun time playing together. together. Give it a try sometime. Um, let's see. Uh, number five is Peeping Tom. Uh, a lot of these I do not know. Number four is Psycho. Uh, that's a good flick. And such a I mean, good what, movie. There's really nothing you need to say about Psycho other than that if you've never seen the original 64 or 60 version, uh, Alfred Hitchcock, you need to go out and watch it. It's uh, it's so good. Yeah. It still creeps me out when you see uh, yeah. him at the end and he's locked up and you see that little faint trail of a skull appear yeah. over his face. It's and they they did that in the remake too, which is, I thought was a cool like just nod to the original. Uh, I actually thought the uh, remake was okay too. With uh, was it Vince Vaughn? Uh, Vince Vaughn, yeah, yeah. Vince Vaughn acting. Uh, yeah, he was uh, Norman Bates, which is kind of weird. You wouldn't think somebody Vince Vaughn would be in a movie like that. But sure. But yeah, the original uh, it definitely is all time. <clears throat> so uh, from there, after Psycho, at number three is Black Christmas, which I've read a lot about, but I've never seen. Uh, might try to track it down. Number two is Nightmare on Elm Street. And then number one is Halloween. <coughs> Excuse me. As it should be. I can get behind that. My only issue with the whole thing is that um, there's no Friday 13th in the top ten. I, I, I think you should have a Friday 13th up there because of what it did for the genre. You know what I'm saying? But other than that. Yeah. Um, I'm okay with it. I mean, there's a like you know the top half of that top ten I had not heard of the majority of. Uh, I mean, like what, let's see, seventy six, eighty one, sixty four, seventy five, seventy four, sixty, sixty, seventy four, and then eighty four and seventy eight. Which I didn't understand. You know, you're probably they're probably curating this list and saying, well, these are the ones that like inspired all these other ones. But I just think you should have a Friday the Thirteenth up there. So yeah. But uh, 
any anything else you want to add to that uh, list or talk about before we close out the uh, slasher talk? Not really. Like I said, though, I mean, I, I always will gravitate towards Halloween. I just I feel like I don't know those first couple movies just more ground in reality, but. I don't know. I need to go back and rewatch them anyways and then yeah. come back to that statement. Uh, so. it, it, going through the list makes me want to watch Friday 13th movies, especially 4 and 6, like I've said. Um, I just really like those. So uh, that's it, though, for uh, our slasher talk. I'm not sure what we're going to talk about next week yet. Uh, I haven't decided. I was thinking about maybe doing, like, sci-fi horror. Um Clay, you know. Ooh, uh, Event Horizon. That's a, <laughs> yeah. decisive, uh, a divisive movie, I'm sorry. Um, God, that's still, God, it's still messed up. Though. So there's that, you know, Alien, Aliens, of course, that kind of thing. It might be fun. I don't know. We'll talk about it, see what we can come up with. So, but uh, that's it on our Slasher Talk. Uh, if you have any comments or anything you'd like to add to that discussion, uh, feel free to email us at rfn.podcast1 at gmail.com So with that, Clay, uh, it's on two emails, and we do have emails again this week. Actually, we have two weeks worth of emails. So, Are you going to go over last week? Yeah, right, that we'll we go over those, about. and we'll, we've okay, got yeah. two from last week and three from this week. Pretty exciting. So, let's get started. Uh, let's start out with one... Uh, Josh Howell sent one in. Uh, I've got the wrong one. How embarrassing. I thought I was ready. Okay, now we're ready. Josh Powell sent an email in and said, a couple, of a couple of popular yet controversial questions. Is a hot dog a sandwich? Does pineapple belong on pizza? What are the only acceptable hot dog condiments? Also, one of these weeks, Glenn is going to forget to send an email, and I will be tied for first. So, Clay, let's start with the first one. Is a hot dog a sandwich? Why, yes, it is. It definitely is. I don't care if a, a the hot dog bun, of course, is connected. But most of the time when you're making a hot dog anyways, it becomes disconnected. It ends up like you're eating a hot dog sandwich. So, yes, it is a sandwich. I agree. You've got two pieces of bread. Some meat in the middle. You can yep. put some cheese on it, whatever you want. It's a sandwich. Hey, how about this? Is cereal technically a soup? No. No. Because it's not? cereal. It's just... Uh, it's just that's <laughs> do not mix. Do not cross <laughs> the streams. That's all I got. And this, do not. Don't you dare refer to my Captain Crunch. That's all I got. I mean, that's the best defense. <laughs> Uh, what's the next question? Uh, does pineapple belong on pizza? Mm, you know, pineapple and ham is so good. I mean, I, I do like that combination. I don't think I could put pineapple on anything else. Uh, I'm going to go no. I'm just not a fan of pineapple on pizza. Um, I have no issues. I like pineapple, but just uh, it's just not pizza material to me. You know what I'm saying? You know, it's not good on pizza. Tomato, like, like, like actual, Just stop. like actual slices of tomato. Yeah, I don't understand yes. why they do that. Uh, just, it, it doesn't even look appealing, you know. So, 
Uh, let's see, and then lastly, what are the only acceptable hot dog condiments, Clay? Well, mayonnaise. Oh, excuse me, mayonnaise. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> it is mustard. I'm not eating in a Canadian hot dog. Uh, mustard. Ketchup is not. Ketchup destroys the taste buds. Ketchup's good with french fries and tater tots. Well, actually, anything potato-based. Other than that, no. You keep your ketchup away from that. And if you're a grown adult eating your hot dog ketchup, grow up. You're not 10 years old. But anyways, but yeah, on my hot dog, though, I love mustard mm-hmm. and, and onions. I was about to say mayonnaise again. What the F is wrong with so? <laughs> for me, and yes, I, up front, I know this is not a condiment, but that's all right. The only acceptable thing on a hot dog is cheese. Sorry. That's uh, chili. Chili and cheese, and that's it. I Those know, are toppings, I know, though. But I am not a fan of mayonnaise at all. Uh, ketchup. You don't like, you don't like no, mayonnaise like on a turkey sandwich? No, just don't do nothing for me. No. A little no, mustard it, and mayonnaise? See. It's good on, tur- it's good on ham yeah, and turkey. But I like mustard on some <laughs> stuff. Nah. But anyway, that's just me. Yeah. Uh, Clay, I'm going to have you come up because um, the Himbos 2... There's a new little restaurant that's opened up beside it called Diggity Dogs, and the guy that <laughs> the guy that does it is uh, from Chicago, and he does Chicago style dogs, uh, among other things. He does like Philly cheesesteaks and blah blah blah. But I think I'm gonna have you come up, and we're going to do a taste test of uh, Diggity Dogs. The only problem is, go ahead. See. I think it's mandatory by the Hot Dog Business Association uh, of America that if you're going to open up a hot dog business, it has to have a witty hot dog. Uh, yeah, yeah. Like, like the right. dog house. Let's spell it in G-A-W-G. I mean, there's some other items, though. Uh, man, this is also where we kind of came up with that joke. This is another thing that makes me and Jason mad about the last episode. There was a good uh, me just kind of butting in and saying, hey, when's that sex party next week? And obviously it was a gender reveal, and I just wasn't even thinking. I just just referred to it as sex party. And so after that, it was yeah. just this random jokes about uh, coming to Jason's uh, sex yes. party next week in uh, going through Big these, City. Uh, e- these emails from last week bring back brings back a lot of memories of our last episode because uh, we had a lot of laughs in there. So there's no way we were going to try to rehash no. that joke and act like it was funny it's again funny. Yeah, it was funny to it's, think about it's one of those in the moment things when it the just p- happens and it was it, it was just right because I remember yeah. you said sex party and just kept going and I was like whoa whoa whoa, whoa wait a minute <laughs> it's not a sex party uh, it's not a sex party it's a gender reveal party <laughs> my daughter's going to be there my daughter's going to be there man so I'm here for the order so, moving on. And we also talked about the himbos. Did we talk about the uh, history himbos uh, yes. too, right? Yeah, but himbos we won't go that again. But yeah, we went up. Right, yeah, unfortunately, uh, we'll have to save the himbos history lesson for another time. Uh, uh, <clears throat> so, uh, Josh finished that one off with uh, also one of these weeks. Glenn is going to forget to send an email, which he did not because I hold in my hand no. Glenn's email from last week. So, Glenn's... Do you actually print these off? Yeah. Yeah, just because I've got stuff set. I've got stuff up. Or, so nice. I, I just like to have uh, stuff ready. Sorry. I'll try to do better from now on. But uh, Glenn wrote in said, 
Love the show, guys, and not just because you keep talking about me. Keep up the good work. Thank you, Glenn. Thank you. Yes. Thanks, Glenn. I was going to write something about slasher movies, but it's just not my thing, so I will go back to something you talked about last episode. The good Transformers movie. How did your child self react to seeing so many of your heroes and then finally Optimus Prime die in the opening sequence of that film? It's traumatizing. Gosh. How dark. I mean, who who in their right mind? Well, you know what? I mean, they weren't trying to sell toys. So they're like, you know what? We're going to kill off all these children's favorite Transformers. And, you know, and then we're going to do the coup de grace and kill, uh, you know, Optimus Prime and replace him with a terrible, terrible person. Um, but, yeah, man, that was some dark stuff. Dark! Well, you know, I think, I mean, it's obvious what was happening was they were getting ready to refresh the whole toy line. So, you know, they went through and decided to kill off everybody uh, from the original Transformers series. Well, not everybody, but, you know, most of them. It's, uh, it, it's, uh, it's sad. Uh, I, after I read this email, sat down and watched Transformers the movie because I from 1986 because I will take any chance I can get to uh, watch that movie because I love it. It's just really good. Well, the right mind thought it'd be a great idea to do that to children, though. Uh, I, I mean, know. everybody grew up in this prime, is you know, in our our age range, I guess, if you will. But God, man. And then just the way he died. Yeah, it, it's just real quiet, and just he just turns to gray. And it, I'm like, I'm getting sad right now. It's, uh, <laughs> it's kind of crazy. You, uh, I'm trying to find. I'm trying to make sure I've got all these right. Um, it's crazy the amount of. I've, pulled up a website right now because I wanted to get this one right. So, okay. Let me go through these notes that I wrote down as I watched this the other night. So, you knew right from the opening scene that you were in for a wild ride because that's where you first see Unicron and he devours that uh, planet. I can't remember the name of the planet or the uh, who it was that was on it. But, you know, it's like he just destroyed an entire planet. It's, it's just like, whoa, this is not normal Transformers. So, you know, then from there, you get into uh, Cybertron and Optimus sends uh, Brawn and Prowl, Ratchet, and Ironhide uh, to Autobot City on Earth because they need more Energon and... That's when you get the battle on the ship, and they play the killer. By the way, that soundtrack's awesome. To this day, I can listen to it. Uh, that's when Instruments of Destruction. Still not as good as a theme song, but yes, that soundtrack is phenomenal. Um, it is so like, awesome. I just remember sitting there, and like, Retgar buys it first, and then Prowl gets it, and then Ratchet, and then man, the one at the end, and when Ironhide dies, oh my gosh. Because, you know, mm. the first one's, of course... Megatron's transformed into gun form, and Starscream is just like putting bullets through everybody. Uh, Prowl, I remember, I can still see it clear as day. Prowl has smoke come up out of his mouth and everything, and Ratchet just gets obliterated. And then uh, Ironhide goes down, and then Megatron transforms, and then he's talking about destroying when uh, 
the Autobots will never know what hit them when uh, when we sneak in behind their defenses or something like that. And then uh, Ironhide goes no, and then Megatron just just shoots him point blank. Man, it's terrible. And you're just like, oh my gosh, this is like, what is going on? All my Transformer heroes are dying. So, you know. Yeah, it's the most traumatic movie in the 80s, uh, though. It really was. But then comes the worst death of all. So, Decepticons attack Autobot City, and uh, they're transforming it, and you got uh, Springer and RC are ready to transform, and they get over to a launched uh, a missile launcher and they're trying to push it over and they can't by themselves and then uh, Hot Rod and Cup and Daniel come in and RC's just casually you know throwing dead bodies down and one of them's Wheeljack and I'm just like it still gets me to this day that they just off Wheeljack in like you know off screen it's just like oh look there's dead Wheeljack nobody cares about him and I'm like I care yeah. it still makes me so mad and then of course you know is the big Optimus Prime death, and it's just like, uh, I just, that whole fight scene, and everything is awesome, and then, he's laying there, and I, that's probably the first time I can remember, like, tearing up in a movie as a kid, was like, when he died, it's just like, no, what, Optimus Prime's dying, are you kidding me? I, I never felt that bad in my life, and, uh, the crazy thing is, all that I went over, and there's more deaths that I didn't touch on, like on the Decepticon side and everything, but all that was in the first 25 minutes of that movie. It's crazy. It is crazy, and I also think you could make an argument that it was also kind of the death of the Transformers cartoon itself. Oh, yeah. I don't think the cartoon was ever the same. But I think there was more also with that. I think the, the animation changed. Um, and of course, they brought you know, Optimus Prime back. It just never seemed like it well, was the same, though, as a the kid. The animation was sloppier, and everything was The stories weren't as good um, after the movie. Transformers, too, that they were yeah. coming up with were like, kind of ridiculous. You know, it, the only thing I can remember liking after the movie was the uh, return of Optimus Prime. That uh, was neat. But uh, it was just, yeah. of course, you know. If you look at the Japanese side of things, you know Transformers. They went off in a whole completely different direction from what they what you were seeing in America. You know, with the head. What other toys did they have? The combiners or what was that? Like, stuff that started releasing. Combiners and headmasters and so on and so forth. It was like yeah, like Transformers within a Transformer, like a little mini Transformer yeah, or something. Was I can't this, remember. Just craziness. You know, I thought it was crazy when you had triple Transformers, and then after that, it just went downhill. <laughs> then they came out yeah. with quadruple transformers, and the world was so, about the know, same. One other thing, uh, it's just like I, that's the first movie I rem- cartoon I remember ever seeing. Cuss, I was just like, it was crazy. Yep. There's, uh, you know, there's the one with Ultra Magnus, and then there's one that was cut from the American version with uh, Spike and Jazz when uh, Moonbase Two is getting destroyed by Unicron, and he lets out the S word. Uh, as they're about to buy it and uh, it was in the Canadian version which you can get it now on any of the versions that have been released recently with both those in it but it was just amazing to see or hear I like, as a kid I was like did I just hear that? I heard that didn't I? I rewound I remember the first time I listened or heard it I bet I rewound that uh, Ultra Magnus scene like 50 times I was like <laughs> he cussed <laughs> so 
<laughs> me and my brother was just sitting there. You made it. So, but uh, that's it uh, on the Transformers side. Uh, that's such a good movie. I, I could do it. I could do an episode on Transformers and GI Joe the movie. Uh, after we get out of Halloween, we might have to do that, Clay. Uh, I found my GI Joe. Did I ever tell you just real quick about? Can we talk about the third rate Go Bunts? Oh too? man, that's terrible stuff. The Go Bunts. When I was a kid, we had I had GI Joe on tape on VHS, and me and my brother took a uh, we had our radio and we took it and recorded the entire movie on cassette tape so we could take it to the lake and listen to it. <laughs> that's hilarious. <laughs> But it was good though. So, but anyway, moving on. Here's our next uh, email uh, from Josh Pal again. These oh, these are, are new emails. These are this week's Tentative. emails. Uh, so this one's from Josh. Uh, gentlemen, the majority of Marvel movies, and especially everything in the MCU, have been wildly successful. Why do you think X Men movies haven't been able to catch on as well? You'd think they were DC movies. Uh, you know, for me, it's. Uh, a pretty easy answer. I mean, uh, yeah, Fox. Yeah, Fox. I can't remember what's his name that was running Fox at the time, but yeah, just you know, I mean, like we said when we did our big X Men movie talk, uh, it was just it's all it, well, it went all downhill. But like I think three and Wolverine Origins, uh, Origins Wolverine, just about killed the franchise altogether. If it hadn't been for uh, Matthew Vaughn in First Class, I don't know, you know. We may not have seen another X Men movie, but uh, yeah, thanks, Brett Ratner. Those two movies are absolute garbage, and they just about killed it. And then, uh, you know, when they let Brian Singer back in to do, didn't he do Apocalypse? You know, yeah. that was absolute junk. I think I think Dark Phoenix is better than Apocalypse, which I said before, but which it's not. You know, it's not anything great either. But I just think it was Fox. I think they handled the whole. Uh, the whole X-Men franchise are all. So, you know, I think we're in agreement on that one. Right, I mean, that's the best thing that Marvel ever did, though, is put, you know, bankrolling these yeah. movies themselves. Before they got bought out by Disney, they were like, oh, crap, you know. But they had a great idea. Let's do the Avengers. Let's start with Iron Man. Let's revitalize the career of Robert Downey Jr. Who had any idea that that was going to happen? Mm-hmm. That's crazy, but... Um, them bankrolling it was the smartest stuff because you know Marvel you know for that doing a bunch of dumb decisions they bought uh, which uh, toy figure company was it uh, Toy Biz that sounds right if I'm thinking right but yeah so Marvel just made a lot you of know, just terrible decisions yeah, late 90s was rough for Marvel of course that's when they almost went bankrupt and everything yep. so yep but uh, yeah it, Fox that's how I'm laying the blame on that one Fox all together I'm just glad they're back home and let's see. After that, uh, Glenn has another email for this week. Wow. So Glenn's still one up on you, Josh. You're going to have to, I don't know, do multiple emails or something. Uh, okay, so let's see. I assume you've spent this episode gushing over the new Joker movie, which actually we didn't. I thought I did pretty good at just kind of touching on it. Its success will no doubt lead to a... Rushing torrent of copycat standalone villain movies. Given this, which comic ne'er do well would you like to see given a cinematic treatment separate from his standard nemesis? Anybody come to mind? Um, 
Not really. I mean, I think Joker is probably the most compelling villain out of any what superhero. About, what about Magneto? I'm not really thinking. You don't eh, think so? Not really. I don't really care. No. I don't really care. And I mean, but I think Magneto's changed so much mm-hmm. over the years, whether it's been the comic books or even the movies. Um, I don't really, really think I care. I think, yeah, Joker would be the more compelling. I mean, no one really knows about Joker's backstory. You know, no, and of course DC in the DC universe, the comic books. You know, Joker's origin has yeah, gone through so many different changes. changes I yeah. can't even tell you. So, um, like, I'm just thinking of villains. Like, I don't, I don't. We okay. I apologize. I did not think this through, but Doctor yeah. Doom. Yeah. Duh. Oh my God! I would eat that yeah. up. Yes, Doctor Doom. Gosh, sorry, sorry about that, Glenn. I wasn't even thinking, man. But no, I, I took a pause and I was like, you know, I've got to give this question a lot more love than just whatever. But um, uh, Spider-Man, I don't really think anyone cares about Norman Osborn. Norman Osborn's just a straight-up jerk. Leonard or Hobgoblin? <laughs> <laughs> Pace Pot Pete. What about I Pace would. Pot Pete? <laughs> <laughs> what about the Enforcers? <laughs> yeah, yeah, the Enforcers. Yeah. That's such a Stanley yeah. made-up character, too. But... Um, I'm trying to think through some other characters. Me? No, man, no. Get that Nazi crap out of here. Um, trying to think. Maybe, maybe Alex Luthor. Maybe. I don't know. Uh, I'll give. Do we really want to see Lex Luthor? I don't know. You could, if done right, I think it'd be good. Um, I don't know, but I'll say this up front: when you're talking about like standalone movies like that for villains, uh, really, it would skew more towards the DC side. To, in my opinion, at least, um, I could think of more on the DC side than I could on the Marvel side. A Sinestro a sure movie, that? I could dig that. Done right. Um, well, you'd have first have to get the Green Lantern movie well, right not necessarily, first. Not necessarily, because he's the one that trained Green Lantern. So, well, you can make it like a fall from right. grace type of deal. You know, have him be with right. the Green Lantern. And then, exactly. Uh, you know, you know, like you said, Lex Luthor. Um, there's some cool Batman villains that you could use in there. Um, I don't know. I don't I still know. argue that Spider-Man has better villains than uh, yeah, because you know Pace Pat, Pace Pete is right there at the top of everybody's list. <laughs> well, listen, I mean Batman's got the Ace and Homie's got the Joker, and after that it starts falling off. Then you have your second tier, which would be what Two Face, Penguin, Two Face, I don't Riddler. Think you put Two Face, Riddler. I don't think you put any of those into his second tier. Uh, but let's not go down that hole. But uh, it's a hard. Ha- it's hard. It's Bang hard out. to think uh, on either side. Honestly, I mean, I just kind of throwing some out there like I was. But like, other than the Joker, it's hard to think of any that deserve their own movie. Well, the, Doctor Doom is a good one too. Uh, of course, we're getting you know the Harley Quinn stuff, so. All I think, all I can't wait for is the Fantastic Four to be back in the Marvel Universe and we get a good Doctor I Doom. I think that's what I'm going to go with, Clay. I oh, like that choice. God. I would say uh, Doctor Doom or on the DC side. I do like, I got this uh, the Sinestro thing stuck in my head. I think that would be cool as a lead-in to a Hal Jordan Green Lantern type deal, too. So. Yeah, I think they could do such a great job with the yeah. Green Lantern movie, especially if you got about the different spectrums. They could yeah. give them all kinds. Of, they would sell all yeah. kinds of well, toys. You know, 
They're literally sitting on they're a gold mine. talking that J.J. Abrams is going to take that on because, you know, he signed that big deal with Warner Brothers, so we'll see. But I like your Dr. Doom one. That's what I'm going to stick with, I think. Thank you. Uh, let's Thank see. You. And one more email. We got a new emailer this week, Clay. This one is hot off the email list. I just got it in. Uh, Mr. Brent. Mr. All Brandon right. Bradley sent this one. He says, "Oh, Brandon Jason Bradley, Clayton, you guys talk about Sam Raimi a lot. So, what is your favorite Sam Raimi film? Phil, <laughs> uh, Army uh, of Darkness. Just shot smart. Shot that smart. I want to get this out. I don't think we've ever talked about Sam Raimi. <laughs> uh, if, if we have, please feel free to correct me. We've probably we've probably mentioned him, but." Um, I'm not sure if that's who Brandon meant. I think I'm sure we we mentioned Sam Raimi at least once, but I think that's well, it, just me, once. And it must have been the only podcast Brandon listened this to. Email to you again. <laughs> you guys talk about Sam Raimi a lot. So, what is your favorite Sam Raimi film? <laughs> Mine is uh, as as much as I love Spider Man Two. Uh, I would go out, and I love Army of Darkness, but I think Evil Dead Two for me. In all seriousness, God, that, that's. But you see, I was yeah. young when I got introduced to uh, Evil Dead. Was so my first, first one, movie Army of Darkness, yeah. was Army. Yep, my so. first one was Evil Dead Two, and then I went back to Evil Dead, which is kind of messed up because Evil Dead Two is really just a reboot of Evil Dead. I mean, there's you know there are some differences, but the story is basically the same. And then Evil Dead Three is when it just goes bonkers, but. uh I love how people don't know that that was set yeah. in Morristown, Tennessee. Well, it was not set, it was but it was there. made. The cabin's still there, as far as yeah. I know. I think you can actually go see it. But, um, yeah, I'd go with Evil Dead 2, and I can see Army of Darkness. Crazy. Uh, <laughs> so, but that's it for emails. Uh, big thanks. Man, you guys talk about Notorious B.I.G. a lot on your podcast. What, uh, what's your favorite Notorious B.I.G. album and song? Um, what? <laughs> Thank you, Brandon. Thank you. <laughs> you can always keep Brandon. Brandon. Keep sending those emails in. Uh, thanks to Josh, Glenn, and Brandon for sending us emails this week. Uh, Josh, like I said, you're gonna have to work on your emails. Uh, Glenn still got the lead on you, uh, but like I said, if I could give Glenn, I wish they'd let me give him give him a medal or something on the Facebook group for you know email champ or something like that. Uh, first time emailer. Maybe I'll have my daughter make him a little medal and send it to him. So, there we go. Uh, but anyway, really big thanks to all you guys for sending emails. Uh, don't forget to send them into rfn.podcast1 at gmail.com. We love getting these comments and, like I said, uh, questions. And we're loving these, uh, like, like the hot dog thing. That was great. Just something different. Uh, we'll answer any kind of questions. Well, yeah, we will. Just send them in. Uh, anything else this week, Clay? Uh, yeah, weekly uh, recommendations. Yes, almost forgot. So, weekly recommendations this week. Uh, we're going to do horror movies. Uh, we're not going to stick to the slasher genre. It can be whatever you want to do. Uh, of course, these will be from last week. Should we do, do Should we do two this week? Now, nah, let's just do one, Clay. I'm going to put us on the spot. Uh, so, what you got this week, Clay? What's your recommendation? Uh, well, last week, of course, was uh, Season of the Witch, the third Halloween. Definitely check it out sometime. Um, a lot of people like they don't like it, whatever, because it's not the same. It's uh, it's got some 
It's got some allure to it. It's nice. Yeah, I like it a lot. So bad. I still haven't watched it again. I thought of it today, actually, when I was watching Halloween. I was like, I need to watch that and see if it still as terrible as I thought it was. So, just I'm gonna. It's I. I can't can't watch it hardly, Clay. I'm sorry. It's fine, Like I said, I, I think last week I said the two things that I was able to watch. Well, no, the one thing I was able to watch in that movie is the uh, is that love scene where you get to see that chick naked because you know I was a kid at the time. And it was always hot when you got to see a naked chick, and then uh, then that get that stupid song stuck in my head every time, and it just drives me nuts. So uh, I have a hard time with it. Uh, let's see. My recommendation for this week is uh, The Thing from 1982. John Carpenter's The Thing. Um, man, that's a good movie. I watched it today, actually, again. Uh, gosh, it's so good. Man, it's got some of the best pra- some of the yeah. best practical effects in it. And the soundtrack, I mean, in, that movie just oozes John Carpenter. And how good is Kurt Russell? Man. Man, that was great. Good. And I love the fact that it has such yes, an ambiguous ending. Yes, and I hate yes. it that people feel the need to have closure in their movies. No, leave yeah. it up to thought. Like, you know, Inception, yeah. that's got a great ending to it, too. But, yeah, with the thing, oh, it's just so well done. Man, ah, I was watching today, and I just, like, you know, like, the effects are dated, but, like, when uh, when the dude has the heart attack, and they got him off the table, and they're doing the defib, and then, you know, his chest opens up, and he... He chomps down on that dude's arms and blah blah blah. But like when his when they're burning him, and the dude's head is just like pulling itself off the body, and it becomes a spot. Man, it's mm-hmm. so good. That movie. It, it, that's that could be my favorite John Carpenter movie. And I, if you've never watched John Carpenter movies, first of all, you need to go out and watch them because they're some of the best you can get. Some of the best cinema out there. He did ha- the first Halloween. He produced the second one. He did this. Uh, they live. They live. Man, oh, they live so good. Uh, but I'm, I'll, I'll sit here and ramble if I don't stop. But anyway, mine is the thing from 1982. John Carpenter's the thing. Go watch it. Let me know what you think. Uh, sorry about our delay last week. Uh, this one should go up on Friday. I'm gonna try to schedule it tonight because I will be gone the rest of the week. Clay, anything you want to add before we get out of here? Ah, nah, man. I hope everybody uh, enjoys it, whatever. And yeah, we'll always have the lost episode. Always wonder what if. <laughs> Didn't we almost have it all? Like that. I mean, there so. was a lot of Alan Tudyk references in there, too, if I'm not mistaken. There was. And, oh, and my Heath Ledger. God. Or not Heath Ledger. <laughs> Randomly Heath Ledger. Maybe he was. Why not? Maybe he was. I just got the Joker on my mind. Eh, eh, no. Maybe it was. Maybe it was. No, don't remember, a we got off on that. Alan Tudyk and uh, Hugh Jackman tangent. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's right. We'll, we'll, that's all we're going to leave it at. These people missed out on yeah, that. No one will ever hear it. That's all right, though. But uh, with that, guys, we're uh, we're out of here this week. Uh, you can find us on all the podcasts and streaming sites out there, and please make sure to rate and review us on Apple Podcasts. If you haven't joined the Facebook page yet, please go over and join and join in on the conversations. Uh, Tell your mothers to listen to our mothers, podcast. Fathers, I love it. Brothers, sisters, uncles. I really like that. Uh, I really like that play guy. And I, what do you keep talking about this Alan Tudyk? Tudyk. Uh, yeah, I really like him though. 
that's all I'm right. done. No, I swear I'm done. I got tickled. <laughs> uh, you can find us on Twitter at From Ramblings and on Instagram at RFN underscore podcast. Also, don't forget to send in those emails with any questions or comments to RFN.podcast1 at gmail.com. Uh, Clay, you're still in social media exile, right? Yeah, yeah, I'm enjoying it. It's nice. The, the clean life, everything good. No, having any, yeah, any DPs or anything from Twitter. <laughs> no withdrawals, nothing like that, man. I'm good. Right, well, so. you can find me on Twitter at Jason76Z. With that, I'm Jason Hull. He's Clay Dotson. And we are out. Let's buy and stuff. Jason Hull, he's Clay's Dotson, and we're going to redo that, Clay. <laughs> no, yeah. you can't redo that. Nope. you got to let it fly. He's Clay's Dotson. <laughs> Here we go. <laughs> oh, my God. It's Clay's so Dotson. So, well, you got to let it stay no, now, I've so done, just go ahead and just right. say, all right, guys. Okay.